Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. I am here today on a most glorious day for Scottcast with fan favorite Ian Dixon. This is our second day of production on this episode. Yeah, this is uh, kind of like a super episode. Yeah. We, we rarely spend two days in production. <laughs> <laughs> we rarely spend any time in production. <laughs> we went to Astronomicon. Mm-hmm. Yesterday on a on Saturday, so the big day for Astronomicon up there in Sterling Heights, um, we met a bunch of celebrities, talked to them, got some tape. That's right, Scott Cast got some more celebrities for you, and this time we're doing it the Scott Cast way. Mm-hmm. We we uh, we're going to be talking to Lloyd Kaufman from Troma Films and Ming Chen. From AMC's comic book man, Tom Steve Dave Universe. Two people that we both really wanted to talk to. You really wanted to talk to Lloyd, mm-hmm. like a lot. <laughs> it turned yeah. out. And yeah. I wanted to talk to Ming. Almost became uh, like a medical emergency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We checked out the heart rate monitors. Ian, your heart rate at 6.15, the time we were talking to Lloyd, <laughs> was literally in the cardio zone. <laughs> David taught me how to figure out these zones. Literally, you were you were on a treadmill <laughs> doing a stress test. You should yeah. have had an oxygen mask on. Yeah, I think that. I mean, we'll 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 go to the tape for confirmation, but that may be evident in the interview. I don't know. Before we get into all of this, though, mm-hmm. all this pod magic at Astronomicon, uh, we have a couple. Um, Scott cast housekeeping duties to keep, take care of. We've got uh, a full uh, email bag. There it is. There we go. Email bag uh, from Master Charles himself. I mean, he, he gets his own fanfare. That's telling Master Charles to wake up. We're talking about him. <laughs> Apparently, Slimeball Babes only goes for like $20 on eBay. So I vote you keep it and mm-hmm. tell that guy to buy one for himself. Of course, he's talking about our previous episode where you found a VHS tape a collector really wanted mm-hmm. and was willing to trade. Yeah. I mean, 20 bucks from 50 cents is a pretty sweet uh, yeah. profit margin. That's a huge profit margin, I'd say. So. Yeah. So it was a good wild find. But yeah, it's not. Uh, like I said, I don't own any like extravagantly rare tapes. You're not going to get like an American Pickers show <laughs> or a comic book man if you were. Mm-hmm. We got to we got to stay in the theme. <laughs> <laughs> we should try to we should try to do a Scott Cast auction style show, mm-hmm. like how they barter in comic book men or mm-hmm. uh, Pawn Stars. Yeah. What would we haggle over though? Like. Got a lot of Jerry's. <laughs> got a lot of Jerry's. <laughs> it just pre- people bringing us Jerry's and not like telling them it's not worth anything. Meanwhile, there's a bunch behind us. <laughs> Supply and demand, man. I'll give you fifty cents for this Jerry. Go, oh, come on, man. I saw it listed on eBay for five dollars. Yeah, but did you see it? Did you see it sold for five dollars? No, fifty cents. Yeah. I was thinking of bringing a uh, an old toy from the nineties. It's a uh, not Toxic Avenger, but the the cartoon spinoff, Toxic Crusaders, 
like a parasail. I like how trauma is smart enough not yeah. to directly use intellectual properties, unlike us. <laughs> well, <laughs> with our Hamtramck Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I have this toy that I found at uh, Salvation Army again. I bought it for like a dollar, maybe. And I was going to bring it to get Lloyd to sign it. Um, but it was like snowing and it was this big fucking thing. And I didn't want to carry this box around the whole convention. And I just like looked it up on eBay to, out of curiosity. And like, there's a lot listed and they're all like in the 90 to $120 range mm. for like the box sealed kind of toy, which I have. Were they signed? They weren't signed. You could have had yourself. You, you, we could have made made a profit off of old Lloyd. <laughs> yeah. Well, but again, it's like that's what they're listing for on eBay. I don't know how many people are buying that for a hundred dollars. These listings have been there for five years. <laughs> Take that stuff with a grain of salt when you're thinking collectibles and like garbage you found at a Salvation Army. <laughs> Sometimes you really did find something extremely valuable. Yeah. It's just that the end buyer was you to begin with. Mm-hmm. I have that emotional attachment to slimeball babes. Sorority babes at slimeball Bolarama. <laughs> you got me fucking it up now. Even Sabelle has, I, didn't, I, didn't, I haven't heard her full comments yet, but mm. uh, Sabelle tells me she has comments over, over the slimeball sluts segment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of a... I'm a little I'm a little apprehensive mm-hmm. to hear them. <laughs> if you were interested in viewing said film. Uh, she was actually. She was looking for streaming options. It's available on Shutter. 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 With D's. With D's. If Sabelle's interested, I do. I subscribe to Shutter so I can hook you guys up with a viewing opportunity. Okay. Okay. We'll disclose details later. Yeah. I don't want Shutter to be listening, be like, is he suggesting they're gonna Share passwords? No. That's against the terms of service. I'm inviting them over for a lovely dinner party and terrible movie. It explicitly states in our terms that the viewership must be contained to the cardholder. <laughs> <laughs> um, one more. One mm-hmm. more uh, email bag before, before we get on to the meat of this episode. Email bags busting at the seams today. I, I, there's email bags that we're leaving on the bag room floor. <laughs> We've got literally Lloyd Kaufman, Ming Chen mm-hmm. waiting in the wings. We don't have time to dig through our huge sack. We don't have time to <laughs> dig through the huge sack, so we're going to bring you a couple of little sacks. This comes from David mm. of One Life to Lift, Sneaky D. That's right, your rival co host. Are you guys rivals even anymore? Not really. It's not really rivals, it's just. We might, we might bring it back for episode 100. Yeah. Do a mini feud. Yeah. I mean, this, this email bag isn't a bombshell or anything. It's not any insults. So this can't step bark it, but maybe you can talk, talk shit about them just like for no reason <laughs> right. throughout this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like on a complete tangent, but also isn't David an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> but no, we're not going to do that. Email bag. I wanted to ask for the Scottcast take on inner monologuing. Inner monologuing. Mm. It's 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 what he does, but on the inside of your head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do Scott and Ian think, and what do they think about thinking, David? Mm. Wow, 
Um, he's linked a little article along with that. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's this big trend on the internet. Uh, it's blowing up the airwaves. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people in this world, a certain percentage, not a negligible percentage, who do not think with an inner monologue. Yeah. Like when I think I'm a lot of the time talking to myself, mm-hmm. I, I can't really get myself to shut up. Yeah. In fact, I've taken up uh, Zen Buddhist classes to get myself to shut up on the inside and it hasn't worked. <laughs> <laughs> so I keep talking. The Scott cast is basically me giving like my inner monologue, like a little time in a backyard with a fence. <laughs> You're like leaking out your psyche to us. I came across the same article that Dave came across, I think. And it's like, yeah, it's a pretty fair percentage of people who don't have this sort of inner dialogue going, or monologue, I suppose it was. Yeah, because how can it be a dialogue? (laughs) It's a dialogue, you have other problems. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, it kind of makes sense. But also like I... I have a hard time putting myself in that space to imagine what that would be like because I for sure like narrate my entire day to myself and at the same time I'm like meta judging my thoughts about (laughs) narrating my day and it's it's almost like a dialogue because I'm like yeah evaluating all the thoughts that I'm having also while I'm having them. It's more instead of a dialogue, it's almost more of like you're pointing a mirror at a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> and like it's and it just goes endless infinite. repetition. Boom. Yep. Like, because there's judging thoughts that are a mile behind me, like mm-hmm. with a tiny little voice. Yeah. And then there's judgy thoughts halfway between that, halfway, halfway, halfway. And then there's the thoughts that are really close to me, the loudest, mm. which are uh, voices of triumphant praise drowning out everything else. <laughs> And then it's me. (laughs) And so part of me wonders if it's more like our awareness of those thoughts. Because some of those thoughts are, they're far away. They're almost subverted to our subconscious, right? Mm -hmm. And some of us can become aware of that through reflection. And some of us like prefer (laughs) to leave that locked away. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe there's some people who just like lock everything away. They just, they're just experiencing things as they come and not really reflecting on the past or thinking about the future and just, I mean, that's a weird existence. I can't imagine how I can't imagine you would have direction or, but I mean, how can you write a paper? Right. (laughs) You know, how can you do any of the basic tasks if it's like, you're literally just ignoring the thought process. Cause I don't think I have, I like stand on a soapbox and talk to myself while I'm thinking it's more of like an erratic, coming and going of notes yeah you're like connecting thoughts in different parts of your brain because this thought has relevance to planning for what's gonna happen and also reflecting on what did happen and also maybe this thought and this other thought can coordinate into some other idea in the present and it's like you're you're making connections in there right Mm -hmm. i mean some of us were not as good at that kind of working memory using different parts of our brain at the same time and kind of holding different, sometimes opposing ideas like in, uh, in focus at once. And maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's a cognitive thing that not all of us have that ability. Yeah. Maybe these people are just stupid <laughs> <laughs> and that's not uh, necessarily true either. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I wonder also like how, um, 
where the data came from for them to come to this conclusion? Is this all like in the last 10 years where maybe we are kind of more immediate gratification and the, the emergence of technologies sort of? Oddly enough, the article David sent didn't seem to be very scientific at all. <laughs> It like seemed People like magazine or some shit. Not even that. I think it was a guy with a following <laughs> just tweeted out, oh my God, my coworker says they don't have an inner monologue. And then a bunch of people tweeted. Mm. He set up a Twitter poll and he screen capped a bunch of people and he talked with this person. Okay. And apparently he's a doctor because there's a, a photo of him wearing a stethoscope somewhere. Mm. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't see any other reason he could be a doctor, but I feel, I feel like if you've got that. Well. Your doctor. Yeah, Twitter poll's not exactly uh, super scientific. No. So, Especially if he's like a foot doctor or something. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't think with words. Like, I feel like you can have a monologue without words. You can have images and or like uh, other, other stimuli in your thoughts. Sometimes I just like jam out to like rhythms in my head. Yeah. Yeah, and you could just be focused on your breathing. Yeah. Or, or on a movie. Or smell. Usually get smell. But I, it's like the, the disturbing thing is just the complete lack of inner monologue. Right. That's the weird thing. So you hear, heard it from us. Ian and I, we both have an inner monologue, you know. But if you don't have an inner monologue, try your hardest. Email to form, bag us. Yeah, try your hardest to form words. <laughs> I know that's hard for you. <laughs> <laughs> and write in to email bag at hotforscottcast at gmail.com. We're back to that, huh? Yeah. Or <laughs> go to the scottcast.com. And in fact, just go to the scottcast.com for all your scottcast needs. It should be pretty easy to find anything you want there. Yeah. All right. So let's see how we think about Astronomicon. Mm -hmm. I've got a selection of clips here. I'm going to play through them and we're going to listen to them. So we are at Astronomicon, Scottcast on the spot. We just walked through it. We've got some interviews with big-time celebrities coming up. Scottcast is really it's getting a profile in the world, isn't it? Fan favorite Ian Dixon. That's right. We're about to talk with Lloyd Kaufman. We're about to talk with Ming Chen. We're about to see Randall and Dante talk Clerks 3 and the 25th anniversary. Somehow we have press badges. <laughs> I have no idea how that happened, actually. We're a prestigious, award-deserving podcast. Yeah, we are an award-deserving prod podcast. Yeah. We are an award-deserving prod prod podcast. Prod. <laughs> <laughs> I should confirm, we got the press badges thanks to Sabal's friend, Amy, who was kind enough to let us in because she heard we had a fantastic, great pod, pod, prod podcast. <laughs> That, I wasn't, I'm, not even the words today. I'm not even trying to mess that up. <laughs> she heard we had a good podcast, and she heard we were going, and she was like, hey, we'll give them media passes. Hell yeah. So, I mean, I already bought the ticket, but <laughs> I, I, liked, I liked having It worked out match. better, and they like didn't check our stuff. They're like, oh, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. I, I, it was like a, an extra level of prestige. That's what it above was. Above the ravelment. Like we passed the people who were working there and they saw we had press badges and like they give this knowing look and a smile and like they wave you in, you know, like we entered and exited <laughs> like 50 times just because of that. <laughs> so 
So thanks, Amy. Podcast. That's what. That's how we'll introduce ourselves because yeah. we have to have a game plan when we approach these big time celebrities. Right. You know, we can't just we can't we can't just show up like oh we're fans and adulate them. We gotta kind of dress them down a bit. Be mm. like actually we're press. We're above you. You fawn to us. <laughs> Immediately, they're like listening to this and being like, "Why did we give them those badges?" <laughs> That's how we're gonna approach these these celebrity heathens. That's how you train them to give you mentions <laughs> on social media. Because mm. in the end of the day, this entire facade is all about gaining social media exposure for us. We're exposing ourselves. We're exposing ourselves online <laughs> and in person. Isn't that the point of all comic cons for everyone who's participating in? It seems that way. Yeah. You go there, and you post pictures. It's a great time. Mm-hmm. But the great time has had exposing yourself. Yeah. To the world. We had kind of a side conversation about it's hard to know how to con, though. And then maybe people actually go to hide their true selves. Oh, right. Well, some of them, it's obvious. They got this. <laughs> <laughs> They're literally wearing a mask, and that's right. it. <laughs> it's difficult to know. The procedures for a con. Pretty much everyone who we like accidentally bumped into or anything like that. Um, it was always the immediate, polite Midwest. Oh, so sorry. Oop, excuse me. Yep. So like everyone was cool. Yeah. Everyone was nice, but it was so crowded and and you couldn't really tell which way to go or where mm-hmm. to be or whether it was cool to stand somewhere or not. Yeah, we're kind of packed in. Mm-hmm. Nuts to butts. Nuts to butts up in that con. <laughs> <laughs> Let us continue on our journey because mm-hmm. we have much journey left. Yes. All right. So we found beer in the lobby. <laughs> this is our next bit of reporting on Astronomicon. <laughs> it's three dollar drafts. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Not th- and there was no line. Yeah. It's, it turns out it's like half foam, but the bartender did their best job to make it full beer. You yeah. know, it was kind of an alchemy. So right now we are waiting. It's also like 12:02 a.m. Yeah, it is. It is also noon, but it's Saturday, yeah. and this is big celebration day, and we're working. That's right. In the 50s, this is how people job. worked. This may provide some insight into my later. Uh actions of the day and that we started drinking at noon and I was already confusing a.m. and p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say you held it together just fine. And in <laughs> fact, this is just the marking of excellence mm-hmm. that we have come to bestow on ourselves. The audience right now is thinking to themselves, holy crap, they really are Scott casting in public. <laughs> That's exactly what they want. See? Yeah. They're loving it. Yeah. <laughs> and truth be told, I'm a little nervous for about meeting all these A-list celebrities. Agreed. Wanna take a picture with Chewbacca there? That is a tall person. Believe it or not, this is all the best dialogue we've had. <laughs> <laughs> But for real, that Chewbacca was like nine feet tall. Yeah, for real. He was definitely 
head and shoulders above everyone else there. Mm-hmm. He might have had platform shoes on mm-hmm. or something along those lines. He was a big man under there without the, the platforms, I bet. So Chewbacca was there. Yeah. And yeah, we were already feeling nervous. It was noon. Our first uh, interview was scheduled with Bing at 2.30. We didn't know quite when we were going to do with uh, interview Lloyd, but we were working on it. Mm-hmm. We were nervous. We were about to meet practical idols, people who've informed uh, our art and our mind and our lives. Absolutely. And then we're, we're about to embarrass ourselves in front of <laughs> <laughs> for your entertainment. <laughs> so uh, let us plow on. Two things. One, the beer tent really is a good place to kind of hole up and do these little rear, like side recording yeah, segments. it's pretty quiet over here. It's pretty quiet. People just want their beer. It's on the inside. There's not a lot of hustle and bustle. It's great. Yeah. The second thing is we're, we're kind of formulating our plan, our strategy. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit, and it, neither of us are going to be able to not fawn over our selective interview people. Mm-hmm. I'll fawn over Ming Chen over podcasting. You're going to fawn over Lloyd. You even have a, you have a valentine for Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You picked, you've got a lot of Valentines. You gave me a Valentine. Yeah. And it was very sweet. Signed you and Bronwyn. Mm-hmm. Was that the Toxic Avenger or was that Tree Trash? I know it was a man puking. You didn't look at it very hard. What? Did you guys hear that stunned silence? <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 uh, what, what would you call that emotion, Ian? Um, it was palpable. It was disappointment. Palpable disappointment. <laughs> Like, I've never heard, I mean, it was a we, we felt room. like we picked the most meaningful Valentine for you <laughs> of the lot that we got. And you like, oh, it's a guy puking. <laughs> <laughs> I defend myself later, so I'm not yeah. going to get into that too much. But I got to say, nerves were the name of the game. I think we're all, yeah. The anticipation is palpable, and we're all a little bit fuzzy. It was a man puking. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. It was Rundlefly. Oh, I got it. I'm a little nervous, man. I'm on edge here. No, I just got called out on my own pod. You're gonna run away with Lloyd now. <laughs> Maybe, man. Yeah, he's gonna like take that Valentine. He's gonna be like, "Oh, you probably selected this one because it's one of my more indie films." Well, it wasn't a film of his, but I think he'll appreciate it. It's got uh, it's a basket case. Okay. So that's your plan, and my plan is to fawn about podcasting equipment yeah. while holding a stick that has a tiny microphone attached to it. Yes. A chopstick, no less. I'm a little nervous about that. I don't want him to think like I chose it on purpose. (laughs) Ming Chen is Chinese, if you don't know, (laughs) by just saying the name Ming Chen. (laughs) Chinese descent. So, you know. We could have thought to bring, like, uh, a more obvious microphone. I don't know. I guess. I mean, that's... You don't want to carry it around. I get it. Yeah, like this one plugs right into my phone, so it's good. But uh, and, and a bigger microphone, I have to carry luggy thing. But now that I'm looking at it. I'm. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe this wasn't the best idea. But hey, <laughs> we weren't the only ones to have that opinion of the setup throughout the day. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's better than a pen. I tried attaching this lavalier mic to a pen, mm-hmm. and the ink just came right out of it. <laughs> that would have been a lot worse at a Comic-Con, getting ink all over their clothes. <laughs> but hey, there we are. Enter the real star of this episode, the chopstick that I attached a lavalier mic to. <laughs> I mean, after reviewing the audio and knowing it wasn't totally screwed up. It's surprisingly quality. Yeah. (laughs) Like, just the fact that you can tell what we're saying is miraculous. Yeah, and in a loud environment. Yeah. You know, only connected to my smartphone. Mm -hmm. Perfect. That's exactly what we need for this segment. You said you saw a fucking guy that had a setup for, like, Eight mics yeah. all strapped to his body like a fucking suicide bomber. Yeah, and that was just like one part <laughs> of his extensive setup. He was lugging around. Right. You know, like the dude was wearing like maybe, had to have been a, at least 70 pounds of equipment. Yeah. Like modern equipment. <laughs> and in this setting that we're, we're packed in like sardines into this fucking room, like you can't be pull, hauling that shit around and like. I don't care if you work for CNN. <laughs> But no, I mean, like there was definitely actual press outlets doing mm-hmm. their little doing the doing the little segments on the spot stuff like that. I mean, they think they're cool, like Scott Cast with, but we kept it real. And it's the true spirit of independent media, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you do with what you got. I don't want to spoil too much <laughs> with that thought. <laughs> I don't know if the true spirit of independent media <laughs> actually even appreciated it. <laughs> but that's for later. Yeah. <laughs> On to the next thing. Uh, oh, we're talking, obviously, uh, a little bit about the Valentine's card again. Okay, so I have the Valentine that Ian got me mm-hmm. out. And... I was wrong. It is not a picture of someone puking, nor is it street trash, nor is it Toxic Avenger. <laughs> but it is Jeff Goldblum, and he is Brundlefly, and he is eating. I feel like that was a very Jeff Goldblum inflection on the word eating. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to make it up for you on the Valentine's Day card front. This podcast is like the most meta podcast we will ever have. <laughs> it's also my favorite. <laughs> like, this is the best moment of my life. I'm living a moment knowing I'm in an excellent podcast. This episode, going down in history. All 60 downloaders, enjoy. Brundlefly <laughs> eating is it looks a lot like Brundlefly puking. So I will give myself one point there. I did get that. I gotta say though, I was distracted by the the heart, Bronwyn and Ian. I was so filled with love when I received this token, this this Valentine card. This episode's gonna be about the Valentine cards. You realize this now, right? <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, I mean, I got a bunch of them. We can hand them out to everybody. Yeah, that should be the episode. It's like we're we're just passing out valentines. Here you go. Yeah. This is for being a great customer. Oh. There we go. Let's make Astronomicon awards. Mm-hmm. We'll walk around giving awards to random people. Okay. And uh, the award title will be on the back, and it'll just have a little Valentine. It's the Valentine Awards. We didn't do that. No. <laughs> 
There was good reason for that. Was, yeah. The messages on the Valentines could have been construed as uh, maybe inappropriate by strangers that we approached. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like one was, I want to... I want to ram your hole or something like that. What was it? Was it? A, it was a Hellraiser kind of picture, and it said, I will tear your hole apart, oh. which probably the female guests would not appreciate a stranger. Nor the male guests. <laughs> yeah, none of the guests would appreciate strangers uh, <laughs> suggesting that to them, probably. Yeah. Um, unless we like ran into a pinhead. Right. Which we didn't. Um, Tom Atkins was there. We Bill Mosley. We kinda, Bill Mosley. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. This is this is top grade horror icons. I was like, kind of wanted to hang out with Bill Mosley, but his stuff was so expensive. He had like the, um, he was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, and he was like uh, a dude with like a metal plate in his head, and at his booth he had. Like the metal plate prosthetics for sale for 50 bucks. Oh. And he would fucking sign them. And I was like, oh, man, that's great. That's fucking genius. But I just, I couldn't. We already spent this podcast <laughs> budget. <huh? laughs> we spent this money before we knew we had the press passes. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's hard to shell out that kind of cash. But I mean, that's, that's genius. Yeah. Good on Bill mostly. Yeah. He seemed like a cool dude. Next con. Which, come on, we have pedigree now. Yeah. Like, we're going to, we'll just email, uh, we'll email the same people, mm-hmm. you know, we'll give them our stats for how many downloads this episode gets. So please press play multiple times, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, subscribe and rate. Yeah. And we'll actually prepare. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have two chopsticks. <laughs> That's right. And uh, we'll actually score some real interviews with these people. Because this is a very successful con. Like, yeah. It's small, but it is as successful as it possibly can be, mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah. Like, they pack it day in, day out for the entire time it's running. For sure. Yeah. Let's hear a little bit more from it. Sounds good. I like that idea. Do you want to hug this out? Want to hug this out? What? There's a... A person in a sloth suit that says free hugs. I don't want to hug a stranger. No? <laughs> if you do. That's a strange thing to offer. I mean... The rabblement. Uh, I will admit, the dude looks cuddleable. Cuddleable. Cuddleable? I will admit, the dude does look like he'd give a good hug, mm-hmm. should you need one. But at the same time, is a stranger... What if he has lice? What if he smells? When's the last time he washed his sloth it's outfit? It's probably like a weird kink. You think? Like, what if, yeah, what if you feel a flashlight, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, look, bat nipple. What? We got bat nipple. We're, now we're, now we're uh, um, ah. cosplay watching. Okay. Cosplay watching, definitely a thing. We did see mm-hmm. bat nipple, but I, by that, I, that's the only way I could think of it. Yeah. So it we was, didn't uh, really see Master Charles. The the Robin costume, but he had like, almost like a... a like football equipment, shoulder pad armor kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So but was, it was Batman Forever, Robin. for sure, for sure, hundred yep. percent. Like, yep. actually, but that's the one thing you're right though, because there were no, there weren't actual uh, discernible nipples, no discernible. Nipples. But you could tell that that's what he was going for. Honestly, if there were discernible nipples, <laughs> I would have like, especially with the mic on. Yeah, I would have not even cared about you. <laughs> <laughs> I would have spent the rest of the con with 
Bat Nipple Robin. <laughs> Hi, Lloyd. I'm here with Bat Nipple Robin. <laughs> we do a second run of our exclusive Bat Nipple shirt. Oh, yeah. We'll send it to that guy. <laughs> Another exclusive Bat Nipple. <laughs> I think also that that's kind of my favorite uh, mis- misheard moment in Scottcast history where you were like, you want to hug this sloth? And I was like, <laughs> what? You want to hug this out? <laughs> Like, I understand we had a Valentine card, but that's gay, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was I was actually kind of ready to hug it out. And I was like, you want to hug this out? Yeah. <laughs> but then it turned out it was a random stranger wearing a onesie. Right, yeah. With a cardboard sign that said, free hugs. Mm-hmm. Creepy, a little bit. I gotta say, I've seen the free hugs mm-hmm. people on the internet. Yeah. No. <laughs> Handshakes themselves are disgusting. Yeah, hands are filthy. Yeah, hands are filthy. Okay, so now you got two hands on you. Mm-hmm. And an entire front, full frontal germ exposure on the body. Mm-hmm. And, you, and like it's a stranger in a onesie, you don't know the contours of their body. Knowing someone and giving a hug, I feel like, is like, I know you enough to know the contours of your physical being enough. Mm-hmm. To give you a hug without touching the weird parts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That makes sense. That's, that, that's why hugs are friendly. Mm-hmm. So stranger hugs with a guy in a onesie. I know we're not supposed to be talking shit about people on, on, uh, in public. Mm-hmm. But you also shouldn't have a cardboard sign soliciting full frontal contact. That's the Scott Cast take. It seemed like a furry thing and he was at the wrong convention. and we'll explain furries in another episode (laughs) yes that's fantastic I like how every time we come back to it it's a yes or a yeah (laughs) it's pretty it's pretty consistent isn't it (laughs) let's see very affirmative day yeah (laughs) I'm I'm not gonna I'm gonna be nice we're gonna be nice about it I forgot I made that promise to myself. <laughs> and I just went on a tirade against the free hugs guy. There's Twisted, I think. Oh, man. Those, those press people actually have, like, equipment. Who likes this shit? Are you, are you mocking my dinky press kit yes. microphone <laughs> attached to a stick? It worked. <laughs> it Surprisingly well, it worked. I mean, listen to it so far. This thing is genius. I'm holding it in my hand. It actually has a good weight to it. It's very, it's very magic wand like. Give it a, give it a, give it a wave, Ian Dixon. Expelliarmus. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I will expel all the stupidest thing you can say onto a microphone now. That is the chopstick way. <laughs> <laughs> but no, these people were walking by with the full gear, like we said. Yeah. I, I, I gotta say gear envy a little bit though mm-hmm. like yeah i talk a big game being like indie cred this is all we need you know what's wrong with this <laughs> besides several things <laughs> yeah uh, but i see the people with like the crew they they always have a guy who's lugging everything and mm-hmm. also doing the camera i don't know why they give the camera guy everything to hold but they got a camera guy with everything to hold. They got a guy with a light. They got a guy with a mic. Mm-hmm. 
we need to get people that we don't allow on the cast to follow us around yeah. purely for our benefit without spending much money on them. Because mm-hmm. we need to hang out at a beer tent. It's a lot of overhead for us being in public. Mm -hmm. That is true. Like, they even have a hoodie that says crew. (laughs) Like, best I've got is the Scott Cast hat, and you've got a Hamtramck Avengers t shirt under your three hoodies. Yeah. It's cold outside. You know? But you know what? This is all we need. Because we're Scott Cast, we're real, and we're raw, and we're esoteric. That's what we deliver to our Scott Cast audience every day. That's right. Well, like once every two weeks, on average. <laughs> okay, so I have. God damn, are we esoteric? Yeah. <laughs> 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 on to the next track. We're now waiting on Ming Chen. We passed him in the hall, but he was going the other way. But I'm a man who likes to be early to things. So we're just standing in the middle of a hallway full of, like, uh, the promise of celebrity. Do you feel the electricity of celebrity in the air? Sure. Me too. Should we move somewhere else? Are we in the way? We're kind of blocking people. Well, well, we're blocking the celebrity. We need to find a celebrity. Hello. I'm doing all right. Holy. Okay, so that is me. That was the WWE guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. Okay, let me break break down the sequence of events in an exact way. Oh man, uh, that was me saying we need to find a celebrity, and then I bump into <laughs> a seven foot tall world wrestling entertainment superstar known as the Boogeyman. In full outfit, he looks like a Jaguar warrior from the Econ Empire. (laughs) And right after saying, oh, we need to find a celebrity, I bump into him. He says hi in a very friendly way, listening He seemed like a real nice guy. And we just like didn't know anything about him. Yeah, I was just bug-eyed. He was like, oh. (laughs) And then this. Crap. That's intimidating (laughs) to just talk to. Just walking away three feet. <laughs> Let's see. We can just walk. Oh, RJ Mitt, of all people. Look at these guys. They think they're so press <laughs> with their camera and their road gear. Well, I'll tell you what. This is a road lab mic. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe they're press not because they have the gear, but because when they bump into a celebrity, they speak with them. <laughs> Maybe that's why, Scott. (laughs) Just so focused on your gear, Envy. (laughs) It's like the whole day is like building up to this big gear Envy. (laughs) I know you're like usually the ego of Scott Cast, but you were having some serious id, (laughs) you know, suppression this day. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like... Like, like I use these nice microphones in studio as compensation for my pot ability. <laughs> when I see when I see professional equipment in my own, in the field I'm in, I'm just like, is mine enough? It's it's so small and skinny. <laughs> so we just took a little break to look at the likes that are post accumulated, and we've mm-hmm. got a like from none other than Bronwyn Dixon and Sabelle Kodish, and. Uh, 
I got to say that I think that means our episode, this episode, is going to be hotly anticipated once it's dropped. So if you're listening to it in the future, which would be after it's recorded, which would be all of you. (laughs) (laughs) Understand that you're listening to fire. Mm -hmm. Fire festival. (laughs) Like fire festival fire. (laughs) Like dumpster fire, if you will. There we go. (laughs) We're about to witness the interview of Ming Chen. Hell yeah. I had to get a beer during the break, too, because mm. I haven't actually listened to it through. Mm. <laughs> so if I, I, I think it will be better than you expect. I think it, it felt very authentic and smooth as it was going from my perspective. Okay. As an observer. Yeah. <laughs> you were just observing yours while I interrupted yours a couple <laughs> times. I was like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and... and uh just to stoke stoke our egos just a bit, you know, after those Instagram likes, mm-hmm. after that after after that grand performance. After Scottcast, there's gonna be hella bitches up in here. Yeah. It's probably true. That's true. Brian Winwell and Sabelle will both give this episode a pity listen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to our mega celebrity, Ming Chen. And Scott from Scottcast, talking pod. I love, I love that it's a, it's a mic on a chopstick. <laughs> I don't know if this is on purpose. It was not on purpose. I don't know if this is some kind of racial like statement, but I kind of I like it. I agree yeah. with this. It was not on purpose. Okay. In any way. Okay. All right. I, even if it was, it was it's kind of cool. We I did acknowledge that it like it might look this way earlier. <laughs> Listen, this might look bad, but it's not. It's yeah. it's a really good kind of like boom arm. I, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Vindication. Yes. Complete vindication. (laughs) I am so happy right now. (laughs) (laughs) Ming Chen, professional podcaster. Mm -hmm. Owns a podcast studio, no less. Complimenting on my gear choice. Mm -hmm. My ingenuity. And offering a light conversation icebreaker right up front. That is the moment the interview started. Because beforehand... I thought someone was going to come up and say some interesting stuff. We recorded a guy complaining about his shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a guy kind of might have thought um, that Ming still works at the stash, <laughs> 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 like taking shit from Walt every day. <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, I ordered it. It was just too small. It was just too small." Anyway. And yet he was wearing it. <laughs> yeah, he, yet he was wearing it. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know if he understands return policies. Mm-hmm. I hope he didn't pay, buy a ticket to get his shirt exchanged. <laughs> but uh, we got right into the interview right then. Mm-hmm. Ice broken by none other than the secret tool of this journalist. <laughs> the chopstick microphone. Yes. Seeing people with this is our first time with a little press badge. Oh man, it's great, isn't it? So I tell anybody, it's like, hey, you like going to cons, but maybe you know, there some of them are very expensive. Like the four day passes can be upwards of two, three hundred dollars. So you want to go in without paying? Start a podcast. (laughs) Send them the link to your shows and be like, hey, I want to come in as press, and they'll almost always they'll give you a pass. There was podcasters now in 2020 getting a lot more respect. We're that's how it media. should be. That's right. Yeah. And you know what? I gotta say, I gotta tell you, we gotta get this on pod. 
because it's affected a huge part of my life. We were at the Clerks panel, yeah, and you were saying how Clerks changed your life. It so did. Much. For me, it was comic book man. Really? How and so? Because it was the it introduced me to podcasting and that podcasting aesthetic. Yeah. I got into the Secret Stash cast, Tom, Steve, Dave, yeah. I sell comics. Thank you. I yeah, I love that um, comic when we came out debuted in 2012. Mm-hmm. And if you watch it, you know, intercut between the scenes is us sitting around a poker table in front of Mike's podcasting. I will say, I wasn't bullshitting. It's true. Yeah. That comic book men show, uh, the energy they showed there, that's what got me into wanting to do podcast and thinking of it as what ScottCast is today. Mm-hmm. ScottCast would not exist without the person we're talking to in this interview. Or it would be a weird, sad repeat of Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. But that's why this is a good cast, is because we're authentic. Yeah. And we're talking to the man right now who was at least partially responsible for a seed of inspiration that eventually led to the raw, real, esoteric, super call for original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scott Chaos. Let's continue. Nobody, not, not one TV show, not one movie had ever depicted podcasting before. Right. And I, I, I love that. I love that we kind of pioneered the uh, like podcasting and pop culture. And you know now everyone has a... Not everyone, a lot of people have podcasts. And... But I think you're one of the first people who's like, wow, I saw that. I was like, well, I want to do that. Yeah. And I think that's cool, man. Not only that, but I use Sure Super 55 Dude. on a poker table. Yeah. How great is Those are great mics, man. Yeah. Those are great mics. I'm, I'm always like, they're good enough for Elvis and Frank Sinatra. Yeah. They're good enough for us. They're good enough. Little, uh, just, to, just to boost my press credentials, I think I name dropped everything that sponsors Ming Chen. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. That's cool, man. That's awesome. Look at you got merchandise now. We got merch. We got, we got hats. We got embroidered hats. Yeah. Yeah. An- and he returns the favor. Nice. Look at that. And you're in, you're, you you created your own freaking enterprise, man. You're the own boss of the Scott cast. And I, that, how awesome is that? It is so much fun. You know, it's that that's probably why you did the shared universe thing. Yeah. I gotta say. Yeah. Well, uh, it was guys like you. Um, <laughs> would come to, up to me and Mike at conventions or at the store. They're like, hey, man, I like the show. Shows, the TV show's great. I really love the podcast. And we're like, oh, man, that's cool. They're like, well, I want to start my own. How do I do it? Move to New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, in a con environment, or even at the store, like, I can give you a 10-minute lesson on how to start a podcast. It's yeah. not really enough. I can kind of give you a rundown of what gear to buy and, you know, what, what online service we use to, to distribute it. But I'm like, we were always like, man, we really need like a two-hour class to get through everything. The first hour would be instruction, answering mm-hmm. questions, telling you about gear, technical things. The second hour, we'd actually record an episode. Like, what good is teaching you on a podcast if you don't walk away with a podcast? I got to say, I wish I had that because my technique when I didn't have that yeah. was, oh, I see they have Sure Super 55s. I'm just going to buy those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the new thing is, uh, like, if you ever meet podcasts and they just started... And they have the sure SM7Bs, which was those $400 like super mics. Oh, yeah, yeah. They definitely watch Joe Rogan and they're like, well, I just want to yeah. get what he does. Yeah. And obviously it works out for him, not knowing there's so much adjustment that goes on oh, behind yeah. that. And um, yeah, so we wanted to take all the, you know, if you want to start a pod, we, we just give you our 10 years of experience into a class. Mm-hmm. That way you're not fumbling around with stuff, you know, that you can just right away start your own show. Right. And I, and I think we've, I think we've helped launch a lot of shows. I think we've helped. Just people have a great time. Podcasting, at the heart of it, 
it's fun, man. Yeah. It's fun. That's and that's I don't do anything if it's not fun. Right here, this I got is fun, fan man. favorite Ian Dick. Pretty much our entire relationship is I said the full name. <laughs> Somehow the phone interrupted the recording. Got clipped a little. Got clipped a little. You call me a dick. <laughs> this is the fan favorite dick over here. <laughs> you should see his videos. It's not on YouTube, I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's a good place to pause for a second, though. Okay. Because I'm curious to get back to uh, Dave's email bag and really get into your mindset and, like, what's going on in Scott's head during this time. Because mm-hmm. uh, he he definitely gave you a little ego stroke with, like, acknowledging the merch. <laughs> Excuse me. And, uh, yeah, kind of connecting over this, this uh, pod aesthetic that's going on and... You're kind of got this hero in front of you. What's, uh, how are you, what's your monologue? Well, I think my monologue is I'm judging myself for the thoughts I have that I don't (laughs) express being like, uh, like I, like I'll have a thought, like, uh, he mentions like the Joe Rogan stuff Mm -hmm. and it being complicated. And, and all I'm thinking is just like, yeah, those things are complicated. Those mics is you have to get those mics, but then you have to get like, Something that goes between the mic and the recorder to boost the signal because uh, it's just how it's designed. And mm-hmm. you have to also blah, 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 blah. And I was just thinking all the technical things. Mm. And then he kept going. And he kept going. And I'm starting to realize, this dude's a pod genius. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know any of our little things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's managed to take a pod segment, uh, like seven, eight minutes, uh, and and he let it just through the sheer tenacity of his conversation, you know, like I was in the I was listening to him. Yeah, because it was that's what I do when I when I'm when I hear Ming Chen is I'm like, oh, I'm listening to a podcast. Mm-hmm. So I think for the rest of this interview, I don't probably don't say much. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just uh, Ming. So it was a it was a processing ordeal and you were kind of yeah. almost, almost disconnected. But yeah. I, I didn't have the displeasure of hearing silence mm-hmm. and feeling like I had to, I had to fe- fill it or mm. look like an idiot. I don't think I had that. Okay. Well, but I haven't listened to this recording yet. <laughs> <laughs> so and there's like three, four minutes left. Mm-hmm. So let's see if I make an ass out of myself in front of a hero. Based off of podcasting. Yeah, yeah it's like, great. And even Kevin, uh, when he started Smodcast, he was like, you know why I love Smodcast? Because I get to get together with my buddy Scott Mosier at least once a week. We talk for an hour. Otherwise, you know, they don't see, they hadn't see, they don't see each other for weeks sometimes. You know, is that- and okay, so that is what got clipped out is I told Ming that uh, a lot of the time doing the podcast, like right now, mm-hmm. you know, even like yesterday's trip out places. Yeah. That's like the only time I really get to just hang out with like my good friends, mm-hmm. like uh, like you, like uh, Dave Tanya's at the Dispatch and stuff. It's the only time I really hang out with like David. Mm-hmm. It's the only time I really hang out with the people I like to talk to and chat with, and which makes sense because it's like I'm going to do a podcast. It takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Who do I want to record myself talking to? Some idiot, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, the friends that I want to talk to anyway. Mm-hmm. Defaults to that, and it becomes like this thing that's what that what you that's what you do so that's what we were talking about that got a little jumbled 
What yeah. you found with podcasting is like with Mike and yeah. maybe Brian and them, like yeah. that's when you spend time with your friends. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, down. I think if we didn't podcast, yeah, I wouldn't see Mike for weeks probably. And uh, yeah, I know Brian, Brian wouldn't leave his house. Brian Johnson would not <laughs> yeah. leave his house. Yeah, actually, we we did something that we didn't realize was a little dangerous. Last week, uh, Brian was sick. He had the, the flu. Uh-huh. And uh, he couldn't, they had to record an episode. He couldn't leave his house. So we just, we remoted him in at a shared universe. And so we had his screen up. He was in his living room in a, in a tank top and, you know, wiping his nose with tissues. Wait, and did you video that, though? I did, actually. I saved it the video. Oh, okay. So I sent the video. What, what they, they can do whatever they want with it. Sure. And then uh, Brian Quinn and Walt were at the studio. And uh, I think Brian, uh, Walt was really surprised at how good the audio quality was. I'm like, oh, yeah, they've made a lot of advancements, man. They make fun of you for 10 years. You sit I know. down and then they're like, oh, this is I was like, well, this good. is kind of cool. The shared oh. universe thing might take off. And uh, but the dangerous part was like, oh man, like now Brian never has to leave the house. Now. I'm like, no, 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 you guys gotta do it in person when you can. You can't make this a habit. Again, well, you're the Zoom guy now. Yeah, I'm a Zoom recorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, plug yep. it in for yep. him. Yeah, the thing. Yeah, actually, Zoom is what kind of saved their podcast. I feel before then, there are a lot of episodes that they lost due to like Brian not hitting the recorder loose wires just bad interface and finally got the, they got the zoom h6 recorder and uh and they've had oh my god thank you and um and uh, they've had it's been flawless recording since so i i give zoom a lot of credit so yeah, yeah. we started on that so we started with training wheels but anyway i won't take any more time no not at all man i'll talk about podcasting forever man oh, okay well in that case let's sit down <laughs> yeah but thank you so much. Of course, man. For talking with us. Of course, us. man. I'm going to subscribe to the Scottcast. Oh, please. Like, I'm going to subscribe. I'm literally doing it right oh, now. You oh, can't see this. This is a live subscription, folks. Yeah, but I'm oh, really, yeah. really going. So it's just it's, uh, with the periods? Uh, don't do the periods, okay. actually. <laughs> it's two. It's two. Uh, it's one. It's word. one word. And in one, one moment, I learned why no one subscribes. <laughs> They're like, well, it's got the periods in it. Well, I don't know. You don't really put it in URLs, so I didn't put it. Oh, no. I ruined everything. With the Scottcast logo, but let's continue listening to someone subscribe to Scottcast. <laughs> okay, I'm no starting problem. to see the problem with my name now. <laughs> no, not at all. I know what your logo looks like, so hopefully, iTunes sometimes a little slow, but I see uh, it's number one. Up, bam! Nice logo. Subscribed, five stars. That'll change in a second because iTunes is slow as a live. Oh, I thought like the five stars. Oh, wait, would and change. I can go down and, and give you five stars already. Look at that. Yeah, I'll I'll write a review because that helps as well. Well, now that you're on the podcast, it's a five star podcast. Exactly. And if you're listening to this, go on to iTunes, subscribe, and definitely give them five stars and leave the leave the written review, even if it's one sentence, because it helps out. It helps out yeah. immensely. We've got like sure. one, and like it's kept me going for three years. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to listen. And yeah, keep it going, man. And hopefully when you come to Jersey, come record at a shared universe podcast. Oh, I've got a friend in Georgia. We're going to meet up in Jersey. Oh, dude. Let's do it. I can't wait. I'll jump in there with you if you want. Hell yeah. Mike might show up and get a couple bona fide TV stars on. Oh, yeah. You know, two two podcast superstars on the Scottcast. Yeah. It'll be too much pod. We'll have to put it at a lower bit rate. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But thanks, guys. You guys are awesome. Thank you. So that was awesome. Oh, and Drew, you heard that. So we got to figure out a time to meet in New Jersey. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was excited during an interview. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, think about it. Scott Cast meets Tim and Drew show meets Ming Chen's I Sell Comics or Ming and Mike show. I don't know which one he's I don't know. I don't know if he's continuing the other or not.
Anyway. <laughs> more, more revealing how much I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was like as, as soon as that interview got done, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was. It was smooth. It would flowed well. It was a, I feel, felt like it went really well. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I'm pretty sure everybody who's listening to this is like, yeah, it did. In fact, I'm going to go buy some uh, Sure products and a Zoom product yeah. and podcast at a shared universe over there in New Jersey. And subscribe and review Scottcast and leave a review, leave even a review. if it's one sentence. Yeah. If you've been enjoying it. Yeah, exactly. I love reading those little sentences. Yeah. Like, uh, if you've listened to Scottcast forever, Master Charles. <laughs> And you haven't left a five star review and uh, and a little sales pitch for us in the comments. Yeah. Uh, go look after Ming Chen. He did it. Yeah. He knew us for ten minutes. We're approximately uh, four hours into the Astronomicon. We've got one panel under our belt. We interviewed Ming Chen. We couldn't break a hundred and get beer. <laughs> and now we are. We, we totally forgot to talk about uh, the clerks panel. It's kind of a big deal. <laughs> but we, we saw the clerks panel. I guess we were so enamored by it. that. that uh... But also, uh, I was going to do some like uh, talk with Ian before like the panel being like, we're about to watch this. Mm-hmm. And then reactions afterwards. But mm-hmm. it was like extremely loud club music. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the painter guy. Yeah. He was amazing. Yeah. Uh, he did these speed paintings. Ian deduced that he's got uh, little guide tracers on the canvases. I think he prepared the canvases, yeah. 100% he prepared the canvases. Yeah. He had to have. Yeah. And, but still, I mean, it was like, even if I traced out what I was going to do, it would take me a lot longer than five minutes to bust out a fucking three by three foot canvas, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like shit. <laughs> Yeah, he he made a beautiful drawing of one of the twisted folks. Mm-hmm. Beautiful painting of Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, mm-hmm. and for the finale, introducing the stars of Clerks: Brian O'Halloran, Jeff Anderson, uh, in, in their Clerks two roles. Yes, and then we watched the Clerks panel, which consisted of Brian O'Halloran and Jeff Anderson. No, I didn't know this coming in. Mm-hmm. But it was Jeff Anderson's first Comic-Con convention, ever. anything, yeah. ever. First public event, mm-hmm. ever. The dude's smart, funny, mm-hmm. great. And uh, you could tell, but you could also tell he was extremely nervous. Yeah. And yeah. Like, he was the, the toast of the convention this year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I was just happy to be present. At mm-hmm. that situation, it's a little nerd history. Yeah. You know, that's part of it. It's just like, even if you don't like meet them directly and like get the autographs, it's just nice to be like right there, mm-hmm. and, like in the presence of heroes, right? Yeah. <laughs> and as an aside, I have labeled each of these <laughs> files chopstick one, two, three. We're <laughs> <laughs> on seven. Waiting patiently to see. When we can interview Lloyd. Would you be available tomorrow if that's what it takes? Uh, 
we going to use the same setup with the chopstick? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we'd change it. <laughs> I do now know why. It's because we'd bring two chopsticks. Say <laughs> we could come in with the, all our big equipment and like push people around in this crowded place, like yeah. all the other uh, press yeah. folk yeah. are doing. Let me be. Let's be real. We are the best press folk here today. That's true. We're we're to ourselves. We're the most considerate. We're very considerate. I like how you outlined the considerate part, because mm-hmm. I don't know if that's where I was going. After that Ming Chen interview, <laughs> I was riding high. I was yeah. thinking I was the greatest person alive. <laughs> he said himself that I was one of the first people to give comic book men the credit it deserves mm-hmm. as a huge proponent and booster of podcast culture. Yeah. Uh, so I was flying high. I was like, you know what? This, this, this is what's real here. Mm-hmm. and. I was flying high and I had four hours to fill. So So I'm glad that you were like, and considerate. Yes. (laughs) We are the considerate press people. (laughs) We're not taking up space. There's not, not, uh, there's not an abundance of space to begin with. We're taking up less space together as a unit with recording gear than most of the cosplayers here. True. Yeah. You know, most people have some uh, some objects hoisted upon themselves to make them a character, which is part of the show. But then you got all the other press people lugging it around, elbowing people in the mouths, as you say. Hundred bucks. Our podcast is going to be the best one to come out of here. We already got a five star review from Ming Chen. How many other podcasts are getting five star reviews from Ming Chen? today like four five seven. <laughs> probably a couple everyone who talks about there's like a little sign that says i'll subscribe to your podcast <laughs> that would be insane like if he like starts email bagging us that would be great i didn't realize immediately after the interview i'm mocking ming chen for being extremely nice <laughs> that's the Scottcast way guys <laughs> great yeah just random notes from ming chen Oh, yeah. You know? We'd hoist him up. We'd, we'd start the propaganda campaign that, like, uh, Mike and Ming show. Better than Tell Him Steve Dave. Mm-hmm. Better than Spodcast. Better than Joe Rogan Experience. Joe Rogan makes $30 million a year. Just for potting? I think there might be a few things involved there, but I feel like it's mostly potting. Mm-hmm. You know? And, which just tells me that's a goal we should go for. 30 million? Yeah. Our revenue up to this point has paid for us being here. <laughs> We're approximately uh, four hours into the Astronomicon. And that's our cue to talk about the Scottcast.com and our Patreon. <laughs> We've got all sorts of sweet frickin' merch. Yeah. Ming Chen himself complimented our hat. And he would have complimented the shirt if he understood the reference. That's right. <laughs> Ian Dixon was wearing it. Because I didn't come in like uh, Sneaky D busting out my biceps and my, <laughs> the Hamtramck Avengers tank top. That's really what we were missing to yeah. this Astronomicon was little Sneaky D action. Because, yeah. oh, that's what we should do for next Astronomicon. Mm-hmm. We're going to have David in. And when we're interviewing guests in the as, middle, we're going to signal him. <laughs> He's going to come in as Stro. <laughs> 
We're gonna signal him to come in, and he's gonna come in. He's gonna rip his shirt off, and he's gonna be like, "Yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> and and we're gonna do that with everyone. Hell yeah! And that's our ad. <laughs> go to Scott. To go to the Scottcast.com, browse the shop, buy something. Uh, click the link that says Patreon to help us out monthly. Okay, so here we are, continuing on our journey through Astronomicon. So we're in the we're in the car right now between interviews, and we're thinking of what to write Lloyd Kaufman on his Valentine's card. We're giving him mm-hmm. a Valentine's card. Mm-hmm. We believe he deserves an award, and I don't think the Oscars are gonna have him up anytime soon. Because the Oscars are a bunch of paid-off hootenanny corporate <laughs> shills. That's right. Yeah, and we don't go for corporate shills on Scottcast, except for Taika Waititi. <laughs> <laughs> 1917 was pretty good. I don't know if he's a corporate shill. <laughs> yeah, not really. I mean, he did that one like big superhero movie. But... Yeah, yeah, he did Ragnarok, but I, he put his own spin on it, and, and he's not a corporate shill. But no. let, on average. Oscars, corporate chillism. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, we're 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 coming up with a Valentine or an award or note. I mean, well first off, it's on a Valentine. Yeah. So there is a baked in message of love Mm -hmm. for this. Right. Are you nervous talking to Lloyd in, yeah. in such a manner? I'm uh, probably going to forget everything I want to say to him, but, uh, I mean, it'll go how it goes. What kind of things do you want to say so we can laugh at you later when we're listening <laughs> to this? I'm excited. <laughs> um, I wanted him to know what an inspiration he's been for the pod, that uh, we've continued the message prominent in a, little, in a lot of his films about... Uh, you know, how corporate interests kind of ruin everything, the environment in particular. But I've got to say, like, hearing you talking back this, mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, what lofty goals you had for this. <laughs> I want him to understand the implication of his message and the greater social I mean, context of the yeah, world. I don't, I don't think Lloyd Kaufman has been accused of, like, thoughtful filmmaking. Accused <laughs> <laughs> of But... <laughs> But he's always had that message um, of like, yeah, environmental safety and uh, the problems with uh, corporate uh, corruption. That's always been a theme in trauma. And it's so, I don't know if it's more relevant now than it was in the 80s, but it's definitely relevant. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I would say, yeah, that's it true. Like, is uh, it more relevant? Is it less? Well, seems it's like not a, less relevant. No, <laughs> that's what we know. It's a, it's a critical, a critical message. And yeah, you, you write it off because there's lots of tits and blood. But I mean, that, that also you appeal to the masses with <laughs> right, messages exactly. like this. <laughs> and that's like the genius of it is that it's, it's this mindless thing to consume. But there's this, there's a deeper message. There's a, a social good behind it. Well, that's, that's the genius of Lloyd Kaufman. I can I couldn't say it better myself if I tried. Let's well let's see what else you wanted in, <laughs> and let's see if you actually did it. 
which is a which is a Ian Dixon accomplishment because I never went into podcasting thinking that's what I was gonna do. <laughs> but Ian Dixon, his force of will. But yeah, he's also inspired the the pod to venture into video awfulness and melon crushing and musical <laughs> kitchen itself our, our one and only live oh, show oh right I would have slipped the live show trauma dance I would have slipped that if we didn't just talk about it now <laughs> and that's how it happens that's how you meet these people that you want to say a million things to in your board drives when you're thinking to yourself oh if I met this celebrity I tell him this or something like that it would be so nice when you're bored you come up with all these great ideas right but in the moment my heart rate was about 130, 140. I thought I was jogging. <laughs> right. <laughs> when I was talking to Ming Chen of AMC's Comic Book Men. <laughs> and we're talking to a real f- legend of film next. And we're talking to a real person now. <laughs> <laughs> so, just uh, listeners, be, 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 uh, be, uh, be a nice be nice to us be gentle with your your judgments of us for we are new to the press badge but next time we have a press badge we're totally gonna go in like we own the place and we're jaded and we're gonna punch celebrities in the face when they go on too long it's time to plug me now bubs that's what I'll say Mm -hmm. you don't want to say bitch to a celebrity (laughs) (laughs) so I mean let's be real like Mm -hmm. something like this it's Feels like when you're listening to it, it doesn't take much effort. But we were stressing out all day about producing these little bits of audio. Yeah. You know, we were thinking like, oh, my God, this is going to define our entire past Scott casting history. Mm -hmm. And it's also going to define our artistic thesis Mm -hmm. as of today. And it's also meant to inspire and give back to people who have given us some immeasurable amount. Yeah. An impossible task. For sure. But we did it. <laughs> That's why we're pod kings, son. Anyway, I won't say son again. <laughs> okay. All right, so we're less than a half hour out. So we are about an hour away from the man himself, Lloyd Kaufman. We're going we're gonna to have a little interview with him. Ian Led, by the way. So this is, a, plan. this is a moment in ScottCast history. And we just uh, finished up the photo op with Ming because I forgot to do it the first time around. <laughs> and I was all nervous and I was making a stupid face. And I was like, oh, let's see if I can make a normal face. And Ming said, uh, if you can't make a normal face, then that just is your face. <laughs> and I think he subtly called me stupid. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Looking back at but it. But I appreciated it enough. And it's an aphorism, right? Yeah. Yeah. It feels like there's wisdom in there. There's, it's, I, yeah, I was a little stunned by the wisdom. I, I like how your reaction to it is like, Scott, listen. <laughs> You're so close. <laughs> Embrace who you are. <laughs> You're dumb. <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> Itself. And so, yeah, we're just waiting for Lloyd now. We're going to come in hot soon, guys. That's right. All right. We got one more little interruption before we're at the man himself, Mm -hmm. Lloyd Kaufman. All right. So we're less than a half hour out. 
before we interview Lloyd Kaufman himself. And we're loitering in the lobby with none other than Jeff Anderson and Brian O'Halloran whisk past us. Their body odor grafting the wind to our own nostrils. Yes, us in the presence of greatness. I was, I guess, struck by the, uh, when you described the situation, you were very focused on um, the sense of smell. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the thing you don't get from me. You got right? an olfactory monologue going on. Well, I have definitely an olfactory receiving bay. <laughs> you know? Because uh, let's be real. You see these people. Yeah. You hear them. You know? Those are the senses that you get of these people, and that's how you form, like, their entire identity in your mind. Mm-hmm. And a big thing about meeting, like, a celebrity in person or something is understanding that they're a real human being with, with smells. with no editing Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know uh just just hanging around trying to be social trying not to look like a dick that's what people are additional dimensions of reality yeah and that's what you go to comic cons to marvel at yeah you're not gonna go to a comic con meet your favorite celebrity and have the world's most in-depth amazing conversation yeah it's not gonna happen because they're just people. They're just people. And you're in the middle of a convention center. You know, like if you were with your best friend. They don't that really want to know you. <laughs> they're just like there. No, they're there to meet a, a, an X quantity of people. Yeah. You know, and they're there to do all that, all that kind of stuff. They're, they're there to meet the public <laughs> that so consumes their media. Right. All momentous thing, but I also feel like. Maybe we should keep them as vast golden idols. Yeah. You know, especially since Jeff looked nervous. Yeah. He wasn't real talkative during the, uh, the panel. It was yeah. kind of... It was his first panel. Yeah. We, I mean, we could, we could like, conceivably talk to him and be like, hey, we're technically not real press either. <laughs> <laughs> None of us are really doing what we should be. Yeah. So relax, Jeff Anderson. And perhaps that would be the catalyst of Jeff Anderson's uh, wild and varied film roles in the coming, uh, you know, century. Maybe he will become the Joaquin Phoenix of the next generation. Imagine that a Generation X icon transcends life to become a Generation Z icon. Wow. <laughs> but we didn't do that, so. <laughs> we we almost influenced history there. Yeah. <laughs> but fuck it. <laughs> what are you going to do? So I'm looking at the people who uh, have the Lloyd Kaufman interview slot before us, and they've got like a camera crew. <laughs> <laughs> Gear Envy's back. <laughs> Ming Chen didn't help that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got lighting they've got a makeup person on staff and we're literally showing up with a cell phone and a chopstick (laughs) i'm kind of actually proud of ourselves at this point there we go there we go yeah they definitely we showed up and we're like 
feeling pretty good and ready. And then you see what's happening and he's like, like getting real press. Quote he's getting a lot of real press. <laughs> like not only were we going after um, someone yeah. who uh, had all that equipment, mm-hmm. and there was a crew behind us <laughs> <laughs> uh, of the same caliber, roughly. Yeah, uh, who are going for Lloyd? Lloyd is a popular, busy man. Busy man. Very Not even busy. a joke. Not yeah. even a joke. Yeah, that crew ran over. They ran into our time like almost the entire way. <laughs> the entire way, actually. <laughs> we didn't get the time we were allotted. Yeah, uh, because of that reason. But at the same time, like what we got was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I didn't want to. I didn't want to be a dick and like get in the back of their fucking video shoot and like yeah. flipping the bird or anything and like. Well, I actually <laughs> set a precedent to be a shitty. Yeah, I didn't do that, but I did. Like they were going over our time. They for sure were, and like a lot. Yeah, and like look, yeah, we're a guy with a chopstick. We're two, <laughs> we're two idiots with a chopstick, as Lloyd told us afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but um damn it we're 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 an entity and they didn't know that they didn't know where there yeah. was guys with a chopstick coming up afterwards or abc who knows that's right and and they were bogarting lloyd they were yeah it's with their camera and their gear and mm-hmm. all that and their kabuki man and getting all hammy i when they were filming i did poke my head into the shot just mm-hmm. to have my head in the shot yeah daring it yeah i'm gonna seek them out mm-hmm. i'm gonna find out who they were we'll make our retribution we'll do a retribution <laughs> you know what we're gonna we're gonna listen to their interview <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna pot about it be like Shh, you didn't even mention this 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 and this do you even care about lloyd yeah they don't spoilers <laughs> All right, here comes the interview. Are you nervous, uh, man? Oh, yeah. Are you nervous to listen to this? I am kind of nervous. I didn't yeah. listen to Ming until you guys heard me listen just now. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of feeling... I know that some things went wrong, but we'll see. We'll do it. We'll see. <laughs> All right, we're here with the legendary yes, Lloyd Kaufman. So how are you doing today, Lloyd? Uh, I've been waiting for you guys. You're exactly 45 seconds early. I'm very busy. So, this is uh, 20 minutes after up. we were supposed to start. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's a little inside joke. <laughs> I'm doing a huge line here at the Troma booth at the uh, at, uh, uh, Astronomicon. Toxie's over here. He's doing great. And uh, Toxie uh, loves you, of course. And that was the one cameo <laughs> we had from, <laughs> from a Troma character. Toxie, he loves you. Yeah. Yeah, he said hello. Yeah. That's all you need. I think that's actually a lot of dialogue from Toxie, isn't it? Kind of? Yeah, I mean... He's not a dialogue-heavy character. He's mostly, like, Jarls and, like, throwing people into dumpsters and stuff. Yeah, so he must have liked us if if he was mustering language. He's probably one of those people that don't have the inner monologue. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I'm saying. So, uh, what can I do you for? Well... We are huge fans, me especially. I really grew up with Toxic Avenger, with... Uh, uh, that other one I can't think of right now. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what happened? It's just like, you got the list. So you my, can make a this list. This is getting into Ian's psyche. 
This is my heart rate shot up. I'm in flight or fight or flight mode. You are literally cardio. Like my frontal lobe is not operational. <laughs> David, <laughs> David, I'm get- all lizard brain right now. <laughs> 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 you are completely it's amazing i can formulate words yeah like and honestly you're doing very good <laughs> i know what you mean i know what you're like class I saw of the... nukem high was what i was going for <laughs> okay that's a great that's a great call toxic avenger and uh you, you, you picked <laughs> toxic avenger because it was like the main one right, right. that's like his that's the flagship trauma film class almost. of nukem high that's a lot of words class of nukem high is a lot of words <laughs> <laughs> and you don't think it's a lot of words yeah. until you're in that situation uh, david would literally classify you in a in a state that he recommends people rec- exercise in <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know, to to rebuild their bodies after traumatic incidents. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> like. <laughs> traumatic. It was a traumatic trauma interview. Oh, oh shit. Nice. We got plenty more for you guys. <laughs> so you're very well prepared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's been preparing the whole day. You're yeah. doing an excellent Literally. job. Literally. Just... <laughs> Your visage is <laughs> trouble with you as a director. Like people see you, and then they're like, "Oh Star my God, it's Lloyd Kaufman." They get very, yeah. Well, that's why we have a very. That's a good question. We have that a was very a good long save. rehearsal. Thank you for that. For that very- yeah, <laughs> I know where you were at. <laughs> I entered that co-host duty like a maverick, man. <laughs> for that very reason, because I am so awesome. That the uh, actors, you know, we discover a lot of new actors. Yeah. Right? Samuel L. Jackson. In fact, James Gunn's first job was Stroma. You know who he is, right? Yes, it's James Gunn. Of, uh, <laughs> that was better than Troma humor. So speaking of production. Should I cut that out? It's better than Troma humor. I don't wanna I don't wanna supersede trauma. No, that's beautiful. Oh, I now oh, I got a little press on my badge. Oh, by the way. <laughs> Besides coining a new phrase just now. <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to take this away from you as a thing, but it did happen. You were directed by Lloyd. I was. I'm a Lloyd Kaufman directed uh, camera individual <laughs> photographer. Yes. Yeah, there was a there was a couple before we interviewed him who wanted to. A little picture with him. And uh, he was like, oh, you can't take the picture. You got to be in the picture. And so I took the camera, took the picture. And he directed me several times, actually. Yeah. <laughs> he made sure you got the the uh, background, so yeah. all the merch in the frame. Yeah. I yeah. started out in the wrong position. <laughs> and then I got to the right position. Mm-hmm. Then I had the wrong framing. Mm-hmm. And then he corrected the framing, made sure I got everybody, including Toxie. Yeah. And I clicked it, and I was the whole time I was annoyed. I was like, "Come on, man, just let me take a picture." But then, then afterwards, I was just like, "Wait a minute, I just got directed." <laughs> You're uh, in the process of making Shakespeare shitstorm, which be able hashtag. To God damn it, hashtag uh, Shakespeare. It, oh, shitstorm. is that in the title? Uh, God damn it, I'm pissing Lloyd off. No, no, no. <laughs> I did research. <laughs> I watched AMC's Comic Book Man. Yeah, with Ming Chen, and. They had Lloyd in, mm-hmm. and Lloyd was actually talking Shakespeare's shitstorm. Mm-hmm. Not a single time mentioning the title did he ever say hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm. Mm-hmm. Vindication. He was just mad because 
You would... Two assholes came in there with a chopstick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not your knowledge. It's me. <laughs> you got to understand, because it's Scott Cast, and I have the hat that says Scott Cast, and I'm Scott. People are going to assume you're, you are in some way uh, shaped by me, what's not true because mm-hmm. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you just unfortunately are attached to me in this sense. Yeah, that's the title. Hashtag Shakespeare Hashtag yeah, yeah, but the, you can't put it as the uh, as a URL, as a domain. You can't get hashtag uh, in the uh, .com. Mm. So on the website, it's going to be Shakespeare Shitstorm. Based on the Tempest. Who's playing Caliban? In we fact, were James Gunn wrote the uh, Romeo and Juliet twenty some uh, thirty years ago. Yeah, and I'm back to we're back to Shakespeare, The Tempest. My f- I feel so bad for like saying something and then interrupting things mm-hmm. with the Caliban comment. But dick, I deserve to burn in hell. <laughs> anyway, that more inner monologue. Favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Timeless stories from Caliban. I'll tell you who's playing Caliban. Uh, 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 Monique Dupree, who is the uh, the original, uh, the original Gata on. Uh, Are you googling that too? <laughs> IMDbing it. <laughs> what is Monique Dupree? She was in Return to Nukemai. Ooh, okay. So a returning trauma, trauma actress. Yeah, and bikini bloodbath. Bikini Bloodbath Christmas. Oh, it was the Christmas 2009. Yeah. Okay. Ming Chan, gonna be in this, I think. If the Comic Book Man episodes to be, to be believed, mm-hmm. they had a little uh, skit where they were trying out all the Comic Book Men uh, alum. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walt Flanagan, Brian Johnson, Ming Chen, Mike Zapsik. And they were all competing in various trauma events, including yeah. like... Uh, crushing melons, mm-hmm. uh, toxic sludge out the mouth. Yeah, uh, a little love scene. Was there any uh, breakdancing cop uh, events? There should have been. <laughs> Everyone knows that my favorite trauma piece is the unwritten, unfinished uh, uh, '80s breakdancing cop, brought to you by Brian Quinn. But let's let, let's just let bygones be bygones on that and on that front. And let's continue this interview. Yeah. She's very famous. And she plays... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Lloyd. Caliban. <laughs> yeah, the girl from Pot uh, Flowers plays uh, Ariel. <laughs> and uh, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it's, it's my best film in 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, I, I love Lloyd. <laughs> He's a good man. I mean... I believe him. I believe him when he tells me it's his best film in 50 years. I don't. (laughs) Because every episode we do is the best episode we've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only reason why. But actually, maybe he's true. Maybe it's true. I think Lloyd gets better with time, man. I think... uh, Poultrygeist was... Poultrygeist was... A plus. Absolutely. A plus filmmaking. And that was like his, his last major picture. He's done... The Return to Nukem High kind of sequels in the last couple of years, but those haven't been as like widely uh, distributed or known. But I think this is more like they got the streaming service going, which we'll find out more about. And this is going to be like his 
his big kind of return. You know what I'm saying? I mean, big return as if he ever went away. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't think he ever went away. Man. This is uh but this is going to be a new trauma staple. I'll say that. That's what's to say, man. New trauma staple. I wonder where you could watch this. It's going to be finished next week. So uh, it'll probably debut. <laughs> well, Jesus quick. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is he doing at a con? He's got a movie coming out in a week. <laughs> That's the question we should have <laughs> Some theaters. And then uh, Troma Now, the hot new streaming service from Troma. Have you subscribed? Well, where do you subscribe to Troma Now? Oh, Troma Now, uh, uh, before I tell you, uh, are you going to subscribe? Well, yeah. Okay, because it's a secret. Nobody knows. Troma Now, <laughs> don't tell anybody. Is it okay it's if we... A, uh... Watch, like what you wear on your wrist, or yes. what you used to wear on your wrist. Watch, W-A-T-C-H, dot, Troma, T-R-O-M-A, dot, com. And uh, you go on your laptop, and uh, it's uh, all these thousands of movies, plus uh, more. The new, every month there are two or three new movies by new directors and actors. And oh, so it's not just not just Lloyd Kaufman's collection? Oh, no, 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 no. It's uh, constant new, which the James Dunn's and Eli Roth's and Samuel L. Jackson's and Dustin Hoffman's of the future. Fantastic. Fact of fantastic, please. Fantastic. In fact, if you uh, make Ooh. movies, uh, you can. Uh, some of our fans. I wonder have what actually- what David's opinions of Lloyd Kaufman would be because he's definitely like he sees an an in for wordplay. He's he's there. He'll correct you and like <laughs> throw toxic in there. That's true. That's true. He would be like he'd be a good copy editor. Yeah. I think the problem with David being in charge of punnery in any major organization like that is the vocabulary of puns available mm-hmm. would become so great. It would become almost like a pun language by itself. He'd be yeah. like the J.R.R. Tolkien of stupid <laughs> puns. <laughs> you know, only massive nerds would be able to read through it. we <laughs> gotten some of their movies onto Troma Now. It's the future, but... But now, yeah, maybe we can. Uh, and how much make does it cost every month? How much does Troma now cost every month? It can't be more than thirty dollars a month. Nothing, absolutely <laughs> Are nothing. You me First real? month is free, absolutely free. Oh. Thousands of movies and second documentaries. Month? Second month it becomes four ninety nine, only four ninety nine. And it. we don't have no censorship where we come from. We're not like HBO or. Netflix or Prime, right? No censorship on Troma Now. And we are the last independent movie studio in America. So support Troma Now. No joke. There was a table next to them that was an independent film studio. (laughs) Pretty sure he said this all day. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean. He's definitely the longest running, probably. For sure, longest running, most successful. Most successful. That's not like bankrolled by pedophiles. (laughs) (laughs) That's the standard. (laughs) Lloyd Kaufman went through some pedophile test. He put his blood into a vial. They shook it up. They looked at it. They were like, he's not a pedo. (laughs) Independent. (laughs) If we were to submit a film, how would we do that? Excellent. 
little question. Because yeah. that question's not necessarily for the audience. That's for us. Yeah. <laughs> that's for the for the first feature Scott Cat's <laughs> film. That's right. You that's know? for Ick episode uh Toxie. <laughs> just that, just the one episode. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you uh, go to Troma now to the uh, website, uh, watch.troma.com, and just correspond with. Can, I'm there, I'm on, but uh, there's a curator. Or you can uh, hit me up on uh, Twitter or at Lloyd Kaufman, uh, uh, Instagram. Uh, Excellent. I, I don't do my own Facebook, but We've I do. have been very the, fond of your. I'll do uh, the other ones. Your head crushing techniques. We've actually. Well, uh, <laughs> Taking part with the melons in our well, the, sec- the secrets are on uh, Troma now. Yeah. I have a. I should splice in like <laughs> all the people going whoa right after. <laughs> <laughs> right after you almost broke your ass. <laughs> Many videos of make your own damn movie videos. Do you make your own damn movies? We dabble. We dabble. We have. I, my favorite That's part. my favorite part. <laughs> Do you make your own damn movies? She's <laughs> <laughs> <Just> so conversational. <laughs> uh, that's gold. <laughs> okay. Well, done stage show. check yes. out some of the trauma announced uh, because there are lots of lessons, videos. Stan Lee talks about it, James Gunn, Eli Roth, uh, and then the Oscar-winning directors and also underground artists like, uh, like me and others. So, uh, and also lessons how to make blood, uh, how to crush a head, how to twist, rip off an arm while uh, doing a crossword puzzle, all we, sorts of great stuff. We need all sorts of lessons like this. Uh, Ian Dixon himself, we tried the head crushing. Tell us how that went. Yeah. Um, so we actually performed at Troma Dance Detroit as our pod yes. and uh, constructed a head. And the stage was a little slippery, so we didn't quite get the stump. And I went, uh, I decided that two feet were better than one. Oh, Jesus. Um, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Immediately know what happens. <laughs> Lloyd knows that problem. Yeah. <laughs> That is a problem. The slime is very slippery. Yes, uh, it's a problem. Yeah, that's have why you, you have to read. Got to read my books. I talk about it. I was going to ask him I've, I've if, if there was like any horrific accidents in his stunts. <laughs> I didn't get it out because he's he's just like. Man, he's on point with like selling his shit. He's the world's most energetic he's senior citizen. Absolutely, <laughs> Barna. I don't fault him for that. No, that was, not at all. But at the same time, if someone did get—I mean, if the two idiots came up with a fucking chopstick, <laughs> you would lead the interview, right? Yeah. <laughs> he saw us holding a chopstick with a little mic taped onto it, <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, I gotta make something up for ten minutes straight, don't I?" <laughs> seven books about movies and we do deal quite a bit with the uh, trauma created slime because uh, if you watch some of my lessons you'll see how not to uh, have a slippery slime <laughs> we actually just purchased the book yes we did. how to make a make your own damn movie oh good well there's uh, so that's we a good one but that's kind of a general view that's a kind of uh, <laughs> That's a good one, but you need to buy about eight more books.
good salesmanship. <laughs> thing. Whereas direct your own damn movie, produce your own damn movie, distribute, <laughs> sell your own damn movie. You're getting into make your own concessions for your own damn movie. <laughs> <laughs> make your own DVD sleeves for your own damn movie. <laughs> the reads of the real craft of making a movie. Now I gotta move on because I got fans here. And you guys haven't bought you anything. Go. You guys just I want one. I just said I bought something. <laughs> God damn it, Lloyd. Little, uh, little token of our appreciation oh, for your work. Wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> oh, thank that's you. the Valentine. Wow. Yes, yeah, the Valentine was just presented. The basket case Valentine to Lloyd Kaufman. Uh, we wrote uh, a Troll Valentine. I have very happy Troll Valentine. Yes. To Lloyd. That's right. From Scott Cast's Ian Dixon. Yes. I pulled that from my memory. I fan favorite Ian Dixon. I think uh Oh, that's cute. It's, Thank you. Your work's been timeless. Certainly in our age it's uh relevant the, the themes about corruption and This is like your Tom I'm, Brady I'm trying to pull it back uh, together. <laughs> I I'm like oh it's almost over. I'm getting like glimpses of what I was intending to say. <laughs> like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to pull it back. I don't think my question comes out as I intended it to, but I, I, I tried to get to that theme anyway. I heard the points. Yeah. I heard the points in my head being broached. Yeah. And our political systems and the need to protect well, the environment. Are you seeing like a new crop of. Uh, Fans coming up with all these we do. really relevant. Uh, Not just fans, but uh, air conditioners. <laughs> See, you guys Puns, goddamn. You laughed at that. <laughs> yeah. right, that we really now I really it. want to end this interview. You're dangerous. <laughs> no, no, my pleasure. Oh, uh, uh, you should keep in touch. Yeah, First, subscribe to Troma Now. For and sure. uh, here's my email. If you ever come to New York, come see where the magic happens. Fantastic. And the other side will tell you how to subscribe. Watch.troma.com. Excellent. Thank keep, you so much. Keep Troma alive. All right. You keep Troma alive by talking well, to the rest you, of your fans. I'm no good. You guys, up to the fans. Okay. I'm just a tool, so you have to have <laughs> like the mic is falling away from him as he's talking. <laughs> Step up, you rich young people, and support Uncle Lloydy's <laughs> drug habit. I mean, uh, Troma now, it's the future, but now. There we go. Okay. There it is. Goddamn. On the record, Lloyd Kaufman himself has appeared on No more Scott robots! Did you think this would happen when we started, when you first came over to yap into a mic with me? Absolutely not. <laughs> Now you're dealing with it. I, I do still feel like an asshole. <laughs> no, no. But uh, yeah, uh, I mean, he's Uncle Lloyd is Uncle Lloyd, man. He's he's a legend. Yeah. And like that was a brilliant interview. It was hilarious. Uh, we didn't go anywhere near our time. In fact, I believe uh, about where we ended was we where were the other people would like start. 10 minutes for sure. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. It's like uh, him using it like to our advantage, though. Like, mm. He was making the jokes about it. Like that was an ace thing. Yeah. Now afterwards, I escorted you out of the busy room, <laughs> patted you on the back, let you breathe into a bag. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, and like we got your heart rate down to, <laughs> to like fat burn zone, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever that is. And uh, again, uh, we don't get a picture. Yeah. So we have to go in and, and talk to him. Now, when we went to Ming Chan, he in so many words called me an idiot. <laughs> but when Lloyd we, was very direct. <laughs> Lloyd Kaufman called us two idiots with a chapstick. <laughs> yes. And that was the best thing in the world. So we went to go see Lloyd afterwards, get a picture. Yeah. We went to the end of the line, you know, made mm-hmm. sure we weren't uh, stopping other fans. And right. Stuff. And we got uh, a book signed, How to Make Your Own Damn Movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to read it through. We're going to submit some stuff to Troma now. It's going to be a great time, uh, you know, watch for that in like a year. <laughs> you know, but no, like talking to Lloyd like afterwards, too. Because mm-hmm. like during it, like when someone's playing ham like that, you're thinking to yourself like, oh, man, maybe this maybe I was a jerk and they're, they're just shoving me off. But like right. we went back to him. There's not as much pressure when you're not recording. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, Lloyd can call me an asshole, and I feel all right about it. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, like that's the that's the funny thing. Like, Ming, he knew that this was silly. <laughs> he had to comment. It's a chopstick, uh, and it's got the lav mic, but he probably recognizes the lav mic as a road. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he, he, he gave the compliments it deserved, and he, he felt good about it. But, like, <laughs> going up to Lloyd Kaufman... A man, like, he made films when, like, all the film equipment weighed at least 80 pounds <laughs> each, <laughs> you know? And uh, and we're showing up with a chopstick <laughs> and a tiny little mic passing in between people. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and with the line, he's got to be like, oh, man, <laughs> I love this, but I don't know what we can do. Visited him afterwards. It, it was hilarious, mm-hmm. loving. Uh, accept us into it and you know what props for lloyd he was the one celebrity at the con where like any interaction with him is free yeah signing everything he'll take pictures with everybody yeah no fees he's he's just wants to meet his fans he's absolutely independent film royalty yeah period trauma is kind of like this aesthetic you introduced it to me And I've embraced it as a as a way to produce stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's not about having the most polished product. It's not about having the most intricate script or cleverness to it. It's about producing something you believe in with with what you got. Yeah. Making it because you have the drive to make it. And like Lloyd Kaufman is nothing but drive. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Hundred percent, because yeah, this interview was done after like twelve, thirteen hours of him doing that all day. Yeah, glad handing. Uh, you were saying free autographs, free mm-hmm. everything. Boom. Yeah. If I'm if I'm as awesome as he is, at all, <laughs> in any way across my life, uh, that that's a successful life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what did we learn today? Jesus. Wow. We learned a lot today. We learned a lot. We learned about how we perform under pressure. Surprisingly well, I would say. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Considering our biochemistry with measurements to back it up, was going haywire. Yeah. The fact that we spit all that out without insulting people too much other than the whole chopstick (laughs) for the Chinese guy thing. (laughs) 
Yeah. You know, like we, we have a dynamic, man. We've got a brand. We've got, we, we've, we're pod, we're, we're pod capable. <laughs> and that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> and we have an opening to pod royalty, mm-hmm. you know? So, and I would say that, uh, our inner monologues assist with our pod capability. Yeah. That that's an important part. Uh, we should be all reflecting on our days and our lives and our moments with each other. We should reflect <laughs> instead of just like mindlessly going through life like some people do. <laughs> just spitting words out of their mouth because it happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know, unless there's a sick pun in there, then just go for it. Yeah. We're going to, yeah, watch. <laughs> David's the only one who ever gets hired by Lloyd. <laughs> all about the puns. All right. So. This has been a great Scottcast. <laughs> you can't doubt this Scottcast's power, man. If you want to subscribe to the Scottcast like Ming Chen, do it. Give us a five-star rating on the Apple Podcasts. Uh, you want to listen and shop and support Scottcast, go to thescottcast.com. It's got everything you need, you know, including email bag. Hell yeah. If you want to just email us, hotforscottcast at gmail does the trick. We need you to fill our sack. Please fill our sack. All right. So, with the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast, I bid thee adieu. See you later, Scottcastigators. Now that it's in the soundboard, we have to wait. All hail, Scottcast. Glory be to Scottcast. Oh my God, we almost <laughs> forgot it for this one. <laughs> <laughs>